Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. On YouTube. On podcast. On live. This is Rebel Yell from the WFCSL. This is the Rebel Yell podcast, supported by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. Season 23-24 is upon us, guys. This is Rebel Yell, the podcast. Well, no, the Rebel Yell podcast, I should say. Get it right. Uh, episode one of the 23-24 season. You know my voice? Yeah, mine, Spence. And uh, we've got a new guest or a new, not guest. A new podcast co-creator. What's this guy's name? Hi, my name is Yako. Yeah, so you probably recognise Yako from around the ground. Most maybe. likely. Um, yeah. So tell us, tell us what you do then around the ground. Go on, match day, and what you're doing more of this season because you're going to hopefully have a shiny new shop, aren't you? <laughs> hopefully, if everything goes to plan. Yeah, um, I help a man at a glove shop uh, most match days when I'm here. Uh, so you see me selling all the merchandise, yeah. and he was desperate, wasn't he, Spencer, to get on Rebel Yell? I mean, the amount of messages that he was sending me off like air saying it was always borderline harassment, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like we could we could have had the police on board for, for, for yeah for stalking. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> I, I don't think Amanda knew about all the free merch he was offering us as well. Oh yeah, it's it when he saw that quality merchandise of Rebel Yell t-shirts, he was like, I've got a piece in that action. But Jacko was... used to be on the um, supporters committee, didn't he? But um, for work reasons, you had to step away last season, was it? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. I work at a private school, and it's just got really hectic with work. Busy, 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 really busy. Yeah, yeah. So, Jacko, it's good to have you on the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, you know, here's to a long and fruitful season. But it is the beginning of the season, guys. Pre-season. Well, where do we start? It's not been great, has it? Um, no, it hasn't been great. But I'd rather lose the, the games now than in the in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still early days. I think we made some decent signings. Seen some at times decent play from the from the team, so you know um, 
we'll see when the first game is what, what will happen. Yeah, those that those that you know talk to me about pre-season know know my opinions of it, and uh, those that see me at the games. I think the main thing is just the uh, players getting to to know each other, those new ones coming in, getting fitness up, and getting up and running, ready ready for for day one on Saturday. Well, if you've been living under a rock, the pre-season that scores as it goes. We started off really well and we beat an under-23 Brighton Hove Albion side, didn't we? 4-0 uh, behind closed doors friendly, which I just wish Brighton would open up one year, wouldn't you? It'd be really nice. That would be great to go there, but I think it's very difficult because they're training ground, isn't it? So it's just public access, I think. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to see. Or maybe one year they could come here. That would be nice, yeah, because that would, that, would, that would be a really nice finale to our pre-season, yeah. I'd say. Let the riffraff watch. Yeah, you don't want a Brighton lot before they go and see some, you know, you need to come and watch some proper football at Woodside Road. Um, Bogner, it was billed as sort of a, well, it is a local rivalry, but a friendly doesn't really mean as much, does it, guys, as it was before compared to like the cup final last season or like a league game? Yeah, so, you know, pre-season, it was quite flat, really. You know, it's pre-season. Um, Bogner didn't bring nowhere near as many fans as thought they would. Um, yeah, not much of an atmosphere. Um Highlight was Stu running the line. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. So what? We, we, we can get Stu on, we'll talk a bit about it. But, you know, um, t- I wasn't there. Tell, tell the guys what happened if you weren't. I think the, the referee got injured and one of the linesmen took over for the second half. And then suddenly we saw Stu with the flag. And that, that was it. Stu <laughs> yeah. running the line. We say running the line. I don't think there was much running. And uh, I don't think there was much lining going on either. I think he was doing his absolute best not to get involved in the game. Well, we gave Bogner the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> he was just there. Uh, we gave Bogner the bragging rights that day. They can live through their season beating us 2-0. But it's a bragging rights. It's a, it's it's a pre-season friendly, isn't it? I, you know, I, I'll work with a few Bogner fans yeah. and they wouldn't have bothered either. But then, let, let put it this way, a couple of seasons ago when we played Tunbridge and Welling pre-season here, obviously when we were in the Eastman Premier League season we won and we beat team in the National South above for getting the rivalry, we were pretty buzzing about that, weren't we? So, you got to give them a bit of bragging rights or not? Yeah, they can have it for for a bit. But, you know, when it comes to the real prices, you know, I think we're still there. So, the social media sensations, as they are, or sensations, or sensations, hashtag United, then visited. Um, You know, they've, as, as you talk off the air and stuff like that, they've had a lot of investment through their social channels, a lot of young followers, a lot of media sponsorships bring money into the club. Now, people might think it's wrong, but it's not they've been lying in the pockets. They're getting money from sponsorships. They're getting money from YouTube stuff. So, you know, is it a new way of funding football? And they've come here and they've beaten us. And I, they're quite a physical team. They, they, they came here and, well, overly, way overly physical. Um, I I don't know what they were thinking as far as preparations. It was <laughs> it was the most physical I've seen a team turn up for a pre-season friendly. It was, but what didn't help, I think, they played six or seven pre-season friendly before they came here. So they they played for a while mm. this season, so expecting to be a bit fitter. But yeah, hashtag, I know it because my son was on YouTube. Saying, yeah. Yeah. He got a shirt signed, he is happy. Uh, but what they do, is, I think it's amazing. And I think it is the way forward. Um, how to get the money and you know everybody said they're making a lot of money but they lost a lot of money as well due, due to sponsorship going uh, wrong but yeah it's um, 
I think they'll make big waves next year. I'd be interested in to see way. what they do because obviously um, they share with um, is it Bowers and Pitsy, yep. um, and obviously Bowers got relegated, didn't they? So like you know they're the higher team in that stadium. Will they try and purchase that stadium before? Because I know their plan is to try and make a. They put an advert out about three years ago saying Premier League within like twenty years or something. It's like okay, calm down. But you know it's one of those. Uh, did you find that there's a lot more younger crowd here watching the game than usually would be because of the social sensation did it feel like they were watching a bunch of celebrities like you haven't seen before like obviously your son you know he, he must have been buzzing to get his shirt signed he was and I think it was a bit the same like um, it was at the Man United game you know, the Legends game the Legends yeah, 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 lots yeah, of people yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah. just and I know some there were some ladies here just for the, the guy who from Love Island apparently Oh, really? Yeah, there was one, one of their places from Love Island. Oh, I didn't no, know that. No. I've been told none of them now. <laughs> you know, like, oh, what, was, he let to, was he allowed to go on it like one of those? It's always a non-league player. Every, I don't watch Love Island. Uh, I mean, I know Spencer's a number one fan. He sits there with his pamper kit out on a Friday night watching it, don't you? But um, Curl is in. <laughs> I know there was a... It was a thing, a few, <laughs> Ollie waving it, yeah. Uh, there was a few things, every season there seems to be a non-league player from some club, so the club let them go, and maybe it's, again, it's like another hashtag United kind of jobby. Yeah, but I, I think, people involved. coming back to hashtag, what they have done in the last couple of years, I think you have to take your hat off to them. You know, how they've risen yeah. through the ranks, and what they've done, and what they achieved. Well, they're, well they're done appealing to, to the new football generation, and new, new fans, well, that, you know. It's, it's, it's getting, getting the youth, as you could call them, mm -hmm. into, into non-league football. So that's only a good thing. Then that result was 2-1, a loss. Um, kind of got one back in the second half, but never really looked like scoring again, did we? No, but I think, if I'm really honest, their two goals were cracking goals, I thought. Yeah. They were decent goals, so, you know. Yeah, and, you know, pre-seasons are always the same, aren't they? You always follow the same sort of formula, kind of first half you get a game, second half there's so many... Changes, changes on both sides and things being tried out. The whole team changed in the second half, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. changes. So, yeah, it's fair enough. And then we went on to my first pre-season friendly, which is Gosport. And I said to Spencer, it can't have been that bad. We must have been all right. <laughs> and, it, and we lost 4-1. They were saving it for me, really, weren't they? Yeah, that, um, that I think Gosport wanted it more on the night, if I'm really honest. And I thought they were better, the better team. So we got no complaints to that one. Yeah. Yeah, again, again you know, for... For a team a level down, they play some some really smart, good, good, quick, short passing passing football. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, fair play. But then we saved the best or last because I thought going by pre-season that the uh, the game against Horsham, who are a very good side, and Danny Barker's obviously gone to them. He was that was quite a shot. We'll talk about him later in the podcast. But Danny Barker going, you know, being in that squad, and we won three 0 Apparently, it's quite a convincing performance. Um, I can only. Go by what you tell me because I wasn't there. Yeah, you were a so, Same here. This is going to be a good conversation. <laughs> it's interesting. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was as well, to be fair. I wasn't uh, either. No, but, you know. The only reason I didn't go, I had commitments. I promised my son to go to Southampton, watch them. So it wasn't the same day. But I think I missed, maybe it's the omen I should stay away. Well, from, see, well, from seeing on the results, it was actually meant we met, played really well, to be honest. And I think that team they played, put out was. Probably, in theory, one of the starting teams you'd see maybe yeah. next weekend. I, I, I saw a bit on the Horsham uh, website. They were very complimentary at the way Worthing were playing. Mm. So I can only assume it was a good game. And that's what you want. So, you, you know, saying about, you know, starting off with a Bogner game, etc., and the performances and the results, you want to see an upwards trajectory going into the season, don't you? And that's, yeah. that's what we've had. So 
fair play. Well, yeah, um, it'll be interesting. We beat a second sort of string team. The youth team beat Littlehampton away this week. And we have got, before recording this, we have got the uh, sort of Sussex charity shield almost, isn't it? Versus Broadbridge Heath Bears, which will be an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't expect a full, fully strength squad in that game. But I think we'll take it seriously because it'll be nice to get a bit of silverware. I, I think it will be a mix of players, yeah. Yeah. bearing in mind the Saturday is our first league game. Um, not knowing what, what Adam wants, I think the league is still important. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't want to you don't want to risk you don't want to risk too much. So if you know being being here at training tonight on Tuesday night, there's a lot of the uh, the Andre Eans are around, so um, you'd expect to see more than one or two involved, mm. I'd imagine. Well, Jack, you just say let's see what Adam wants. Shall we hear what he wants? Let's we'll speak yeah, to let's Adam hear. now. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Adam, it's good to see you again. It feels like, as we were just saying, it feels like only yesterday we were doing that end of season podcast in the boardroom. But um, how's your summer been? Did you, yeah, get, did you get away? With the yeah, I got away. Where got did away you go? I uh, went to Marrakesh for a week. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, it was really nice. Went and watched Jack play out in Portugal, me and my wife, and then went out there for a week and he came and met us with, a, with his girlfriend. So, nice. it was all together. I think the first time I've been away, all together for about four or five years. So, Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, really did nice. you actually switch off though? Did you? Or, like, uh, no, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I was, it's like I say, I just put my phone in the in the room and leave it there. And you know, when we go for lunch, I kind of have like half hour just check a few messages yeah. and then try and switch off and be there for the family because yeah. you know, as soon as you get back home with the the season, you can be sat at home with. The wife and kids, and they could be talking to you, and you could be agreeing with them, but <laughs> your, your mind's on getting three points on the Saturday. Yeah. So, before you know it, the kids are yeah. all grown up, moved out. No, that's it, yeah, I know, that's exactly what it's like. So, yeah, I do try in the summer to just really be present and be there for them and spend some time um, yeah. with them. And I guess Jack now, so was it his summer he signed his first professional contract? Was it? Yeah, yeah on his 18th so birthday, amazing, so that was, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was in April, so April, um, was it? Yeah, yeah, nice. It's his yeah, first season coming in as a full-time pro. Yeah, yeah. Yep. How's he? How's he taken to it? Like, is it is it all a big sort of culture shock for him, or has he just been easing quite nice and slow? No, I think it's um like something you you work mm. towards as a kid, and he seems to be since like um you know it seems coming through the youth sh- uh, setup. It's a bit like football for all, and mm. since it's gone to right, you've actually got to own your place and stuff. He seems to really just grasp it and gone right. Okay, this is proper football I've got to work hard I've got to show what I'm about and it seems to have really helped him oh brilliant it's great to see um, back to the worthy stuff we've had a pre-season we've got one more game tomorrow when we're after we record the sort of Broadbridge Heath game but sort of the main bulk of pre-season's over what are your overall thoughts of the pre-season um, no yeah I think been relatively pleased really we was excellent in the first game against Brighton um, and then I think you'd obviously like to maintain that we've been poor for three home games um you know, whether for whatever reason, change of personnel, trialist, whatever, but you know, we've been poor, you can't hide it. And then to get the team back together and have a good performance against Horsham, um, was pleasing. Um, I think if we'd had another poor performance, another poor result going into the season, it'd been a bit more of a, a worry for us. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, not gonna lie, I've seen what you've seen and it's been disappointing to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the, po- the positive from those games is, you can see what needs working on, what areas, what players. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes, um, you know, you go through pre-season and you win every game and it can sometimes mask yeah. certain things, can't it? And I quite like that we've had some good performances in there. Um, even with the young players that we had last night at Lewanton, they was excellent. Um, there's been some really 
good performances, but then there's definitely stuff for us to work on. So I think, like, if anything, like, those three games, I've sat down and done more um, analysis of, of those games than maybe you would if you win. Um, you know, the good performance against Horsham and Brighton, I barely looked at, but we lose and you study it a bit more and see where you can improve. So in some ways, in that aspect, um, you know, I think it's been, it's been good. Um, our mistakes have got punished. We conceded from set pieces. We conceded from counter attacks. Um, so it's all stuff that you're hoping to get out of your system in pre-season and, you know, show the players. And there's been definitely, a good response in training. Um, the only thing there's been a few changes personnel-wise, and I think sometimes when you have a bit of a bad run, and especially when it's in pre-season so early, sometimes they can mm. doubt your methods and what you're doing, and they certainly haven't done that. They've been really together and like trained brilliantly the last couple of weeks. It's going to take time, isn't it, for the new players to bid it? No, yeah, definitely. There's going to be an element of that. Um, but, you know, I think we've got some really good... Um, people come into the building again. Um, not just good players, but good people, and um, you know that help them settle in quite quickly. And um, yeah, I'm excited by what we've got in in the building and, and the group that we've got, and how well they are gelling. And um, I'll say one or two of our longer term injuries to come back, and they're very close. And you know, it makes for an exciting squad, in my opinion. I guess um, talk about these new. This is probably the first time in the last sort of three, four years that there's been a big sort of change within the squad. Like you know, we speak about it later in the podcast, but you know, there's sort of seven, eight new players already, and um, and whether there'll be more or not. But you know, that must be for you as a manager, like to to get them with that team ethic and you know the togetherness that you've built over the past four or five years. It must be quite a task to get them thinking that worthy mindset. No, it is, yeah. Um, but like I say, the the good thing is that they're, they're good people, and you know, not just good players, but they're, they're good people, and they they want to um, listen, want to improve, and and want to want to work hard. And ultimately, that's what we, uh, you know, rely on. Works for us. Um, that's the sort of culture we've created, I think. And um, I think because we've got such a good nucleus of players working to that sort of um, culture it's very easy for good people to come in and, and, and settle in quickly and I think they've done that Is that something you go looking for in a player as well they could be the best player in the world but if they don't fit in with the group would you say thanks but no thanks yeah definitely and I think that takes time like there's been lads here that have we've seen played a few games and I think maybe for two weeks ten days you can just fit in with a group but I think over a period of time, three, four weeks, then your sort of character comes out a little bit more. Um, so it's definitely something that we look at. Um, you know, they've got to be the, the right character, I think, to just fit into, into our group. And, um, like I say, I think, I think we've got that. I think they're good lads. Um, enjoy working with them, enjoy seeing them train. Um, and like I say, really excited about what we can produce this season. Can I just, um, obviously I'm not going to give anything away as such, as we know, but um, do you think we'll see maybe a couple more additions to the squad in the next few weeks? Or are you kind of sort of happy with where we're at? Um, yeah, I think if um, the right sort of players uh, become yeah. available, then we'll be stupid to not, to not look at it. But um, yeah, we've obviously got probably... 18 fit players including our our youngsters so there's a lot of under 19s in that yeah. group as well um and we've got four sort of little niggly injuries at the moment with kane jake um jesse and tutty uh but you know 
half of those are about training this week and half next week, so mm-hmm. they're not far away. It'll just be the game time now, yeah. obviously, with the season starting, might need a, a couple of sort of friendlies just to keep the squads, yeah. um, you know, get some sharpness mm-hmm. back into one or two. So can we um, just get your thoughts behind the, bringing back a couple of players that played, previously been at the club, obviously, Rocco Reese, who's a free agent after being released by Brentford, like, was that just a... It was an obvious choice to do because he was—he's been there before. He knows the mentality. Or have you seen him personally improve when you've seen him in the sessions? And you thought, well, let's give him Ebert as our first choice keeper. He did such a good job with obviously Harrison. Yeah. No, obviously yeah, Harrison moved on, so you're looking for a, a new keeper to come in, and like Rocco just seemed to to fit the the build of of what we was looking for. Um, you know, we've got our exceptional goalkeeper coach um, in John Keeley that works with us and. Mm. You know, if we've might not signed Rocco as being the finished article straight away, yeah. but you know, I think with Kilo's goalkeeper coaching, and we can see another player similar to how much Harrison's improved in the last two years. And I think if we take our time with Rocco, um, we're going to have a real asset on our hands there. And you know, I think his career can kick on again and that's what he's looking to do and again to have those players with that kind of mindset like like myself like the the rest of the the club really we all ambitious we all mm. got aspirations to yeah. to go and be as high level as we can and and definitely Rocco is one of them and there's there's a good example there already isn't there because you know the the progression that the last couple of keepers that we've had have already gone on you know Harrison's moved up and gone oh, up to yeah. Dorking and definitely. sort of you know um, Rushworth, as much as he was an outkeeper, is Brighton. But you know, yep. he's so been he's out on a couple of good loans, and he's just gone to Swansea and you know, to so, championships. Yeah. You know, it's good, good examples and no, that's to, right. to follow there. And I think, like with that, um, the conversations with players, with us having a season as well as we did, and you know, you speak to a lot of people, and they say, oh, "I loved how you played, and loved the fan base, and like the conversations you're having with Michael Clark, Joe Felix this summer is." the best and easiest it's been yeah. um you know not having to Please, sell yeah. myself yeah. sell the club sell anything they know now and you know as soon as Worthing becomes available you speak to these lads it's, oh, it's yes. a, yeah it's um one of their first choices and it their eyebrows really raise and they're, they're really interested and i think that's been a big change this summer so that means you see Danny Cashman coming back then, finally. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? That's I never stopped that. No, I never, never stopped that. Never that's out. what you said to us. Actually. Yeah. You wanted to get him known in Worthing way. He Definitely, wasn't yeah. ever going to sign for us at no. that time of his career. But, yeah. you know, he, if it came available and the opportunity was there, I guess it's easier sell for you then in the future. No, that's right. Yeah, I think get um, good players in and, and see what we do. And like I say, I think he would have enjoyed his little cameo in pre-season we certainly enjoyed watching him mm. play on our team so you know who knows what can happen if things happen and you know he becomes available then you know he'll remember his time and stuff like that so I think you know that's the reasoning behind these things reasoning behind these loan moves and yeah of course yeah your Joshes your Liam's that yeah. come last year we're um, talking about the loan how did the Ricky Aguirre loan come back obviously he's returning to the club where you know he made such a sort of name for himself but how did that come about was it a surprise to you were you approached or did you approach Swindon um yeah, basically, um, like Nathan's quite close with the agency that yeah. um, he works for, so heard that you know wasn't in favour at Swindon, and they was looking to potentially get him out for the season. Um, and as soon as the financial 
structure was was doable for us, then it just seemed a bit of a no-brainer. Kane was out at the moment. Um, we was in playing, looking at Joe Felix in centre midfield with Michael Class. Um, we've got a day now that's come in and signed who offers us something a bit different. Um, and again, talking about good people and good characters, what a lad this guy is. Um, the fans will absolutely love him, I'm sure. Um, but he offers us something a bit different. But I just thought, you know, if we've got a player of Ricky's quality um, become available and it'd be it's doable for us, it's just a no-brainer. And, uh, you know, I've been really pleased with what I've seen. Um, also, with the Ricky bonus, um, I think it's a bit of an opportunity for myself and us as a club to sort of work with a player on a full-time basis. Obviously, he's full-time. How does that there. work? So, yeah, we're going to put a sort of full-time programme together for him. So, took Ricky just for a one-on-one session yesterday on Monday, but... We're hoping we'll be able to link that in with our, our youth structure, our younger players, Ruben, Chopper, um, Rocco, Brad, um, Jake Robinson, if he's about, so Luke, one Luke, um, if them guys are about, we'll be able to get a nice little group that can train on a Monday and Friday with Rick as well. So again, it's a opportunity for us to take that forward. Are you doing forward. that with ice in the future? Think more training day, day yeah. time, a bit more full, full yeah. water time. It's, it's a sort of, sort of start of where we want to go as a club and um, obviously we're not in a position to commit to it with everybody and do it straight away but if there's an opportunity for five or six of our, our players to, to start on that full-time basis. What got me thinking of it, I listened to um, a podcast, I think it was like Jill Scott or someone on like the high performance and she said when she first went to Man City or somewhere, when the women first started... Mm-hmm. They was only like five or six of them that were full time to start off with, and the rest were still part time. And you know, I got my sort of thinking cap on and thought, well, maybe that's doable with us just to start off with and give us a, a start. Like probably half of the league this year are going to be full time. Um, so to I even push its way down, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, definitely. So to even compete, we've got to start thinking that way. I think. It's exciting to hear, guys. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, obviously, we don't want to dwell on the past, but I think it wouldn't be fair if I didn't ask you a couple of things about players that have left. Um, Danny Barker and Darren Budd, to name such a two important players that have been over the growth of this club in the past two years. Like, um, Was it just sort of game time for them? I know Darren said to me, as I said off the air, that he sort of felt he had another season in which he's not going to possibly get here. But, you know, Danny, was it sort of a similar thing? And, you know, you, so he's, he's gone to Horsham, which is a great club. Up and, you know, I think they're going to do very well in the Premier, um, the Eastman Premier this season. Yeah, no, um, yeah, everybody, it was a case of, to be honest, uh, I think the worst thing we've done was put him in, like, the staff WhatsApp group. Um, and then he realised just what everybody done at the club and the roles they'd done. And although he didn't think he was doing a lot, he was basically running the dressing room and joining in training, you know, he he felt that he was not doing as much as everybody else and that's just not in him in his character to, to be that way. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I think there's more than half of him that still thinks he's training every day and <laughs> then not getting the exciting bit of the game on the end of it, which I totally understand. Um, so, yeah, we just have open, honest conversations. I said to him, look, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, we'll look at things. Obviously, we've got Gary in now and um, another member of staff, another great character to have in the building. And, um, yeah, just 
transpire that way that he's now gone to Burgess and get some game time and I'm sure yeah I'm sure I'm sure it'd be a great great asset still as a player for them um, at that level and with Danny yeah it was just an honest conversation Um, just said like got other players that I see ahead of you at this moment in time but you know love you to stay around and and fight for your your opportunity in the team and um, I think he just felt that the offer at Horsham to go and play week in, week out, where he's had a few injuries. Mm. I think if he hadn't had the injuries, then maybe, you know, fighting for his place would have um, been a bit more of a realistic um, thing for him. But um, I think where he's had the injuries and the opportunity to go and play regular football mm-hmm. at Horsham and... You know, I don't fall out with people. I just no, try and be honest. No, no, you've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. As you've said to us plenty of times, well, you've got to make those decisions as a yeah, manager. That, definitely. You know, it might be sort of furniture here, but you feel that they're not in your squad and you're the overall manager, so you've yeah. got to make yeah. decisions. But you've got to be fair to a player as yeah, well. Yeah, no, I mean, like, does leave us a little bit short. I thought he could have been third choice centre-back. We've got, obviously, Joe, Ryan and Aaron. Um, but with Tutty out injured, Tutty can play centre-back for us. Joel can play centre-back for us. Um... But it does leave us a little bit light in, in that area with him gone. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to the lad and not yeah. be honest with him to tell him that, give him false hope um, of yeah, him starting just to keep him. Um, you know, he's got to be honest and then it's up to him to yeah, make his own exactly decision. Sort of unsettle the player as well, no matter yeah. what the brass is. You know, no, you definitely. Told me this, yeah, I think he, he had a conversation. I just felt with the captain's armband on against Bogner, I didn't really see a player that was hell-bent on, right, I'm making sure I'm going to start the next game. It just felt like he'd already made his sort of decision. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it gets like that, I think it's best that he just That's goes and follows yeah. his heart and, and you know, wish him all the best. Yeah, and you never know those two. You never know, you might see them in Worthing Colours again in some form in the future. Um, just before we wrap up the interview, Adam, obviously Gary Elphick joined the club as part of the coaching team. How did that move come about? Because obviously he was Hastings. He did a very good job at Hastings with Meany last season, the season before getting promotion. I was expecting him to get another job as a manager in football. I mean, it's a great addition to the coaching squad here. So just for the fans, how did that move come about? Um, yeah, so basically just... Well, I met Gaz, really, um, just to have a catch-up in the summer. Obviously, um, fell out at, at Hastings and, you know, whatever they parted company. So I just wanted to have a catch-up, see where his head was at. And he was, you know, not sort of saying he's going to jump into another managerial role. And we got talking and um, it just sort of seemed to make sense. Like with Buddy gone, there was like a bit of an opening on the, the sort of coaching staff. And, um, you know, basically wanted guests to come in and um, really focus on the defensive side of it and, and look at us defensively. Like his defensive record at Hastings has been very good over the last few years. Ours was near on shambolic last year. Um, mm. 72 goals we conceded. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, level, level with the bottom of the league. Um, so, um, you know, I do, and one of my downsides would be I focus on us and how we play in position. And, you know, if there is an element that I do neglect, it would be us spending time looking at our defensive shape and defensive structure. So, you know, I think you analyse your own performance over the course of a season and see where you can improve. And it just made sense for guests to come in and, and, and help us out and give us uh, some fresh fresh eyes and fresh uh, opinions on where we can improve defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, exciting time. Without sort of putting too much pressure on guys, like, you know, if we can see goals, it's going to be a <laughs> <laughs> 
you're going to tempt to listen to <laughs> this exactly. No, no, but like, yeah, I just thought yeah. another like really what a what a great guy, like really good character. I think we've got unbelievable characters both on and off the pitch. Like, um, you, you talk to people and they're just real enthusiastic about the club and yeah. um, just good good people um, to have around you. And I think like the more of them you got, the more good opinion you can get on the game um, then the better it is for everybody well, it's all good for the whole squad you know to have yep. these people and had the experience and you know he'll be buzzing I guess to be coaching at this level as well you know no so yeah I think it's it's like I'm not speaking for him I don't think but I think he's quite enjoyed it enjoyed you know the, the other side of, of of the management and the coaching sort of side yeah so well and thanks for your time again a great little chat and you know we look forward to seeing the season ahead we'll speak to you throughout the season but good luck for the first month Hopefully get some silverware this week and be the overall Sussex champions. Got to be a nice start to the season, wouldn't it? No, it would be, yeah. It's obviously, um, you know, come up a bit of a bad time for us. We've uh, the first game on Saturday and a few injuries. But, yeah, no, like I say, we want this club to to be the norm to win silverware. Um, So, yeah, we'll be looking to try and do that tomorrow night. Cheers, Adam. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thanks to Adam for joining us as per usual, giving his insights and thoughts of the season ahead and his pre-season thoughts. Let's talk about some of the changes around the club. Again, if you've been living under rock, you will see we've got a new shirt sponsor, we've got a new stadium sponsor. There's been players return, players leaving. Um, first of all, a new shirt sponsor. Yellow Lines. Most important. All right, yeah, lines around the stadium as well. But Jacko obviously been involved in the shop with Amanda. Tell the guys about the shirt sponsor. Who's it by? Who's the sponsor? Who's the kit by? Uh, the kit is by Macron. Um, I like the kit. Uh, this year's only two kits: a red kit and a blue kit. No white kit this year. Um, it is better fit. <laughs> it's, you don't have to go four sizes. Stop like no, it's not four previous. sizes. Okay. I've been told by man to go two sizes or something. Yeah, I think time. one will one, do in this one, kit. One, uh, um, I like it. It's it's plain and simple. I really like it. And you know, I think the new sponsors on there looks really good as well. It's weird not seeing rabbit though, isn't it? It's yeah. so strange. But, yeah, I agree with Jack. I really like it. It's quite plain. It's what you want. You just yeah. want a, you want a nice red kit. Yeah. And as far as sponsors go, you can get some really horrible, nasty sponsors on a shirt that completely ruin the kit well, and yeah. focus. Just looks like focus. focus. looks all right, yeah. I did think, is it Focus DIY at first? The old DIY chain that's gone out of business about 10 years ago. We've but, got MFI yeah, on the back. MFI yeah. or like, yeah, something like that. I, I think it's Bunnings data, data communications or something. Yeah, it's a communication firm. They're headquartered yeah. in Shoreham. If you go along the 6 Shoreham Road, you'll see the lower Shoreham Road. It's just near yeah. Dunelm over there. It's, um, it was interesting to see. Um, with 
with the uh, obviously I said to you Spencer like, and Jack I've said I just wish the away shirt had been maybe a different colour than blue I, that's all I would like I would like to have maybe seen a little bit of a different design maybe something a bit different and I really like the blue stripe one do you remember we had a few years ago the, like, Adidas, the one. Adidas one I really yeah. liked having a couple of shades of blue on it which is nice I have to say the Adidas is my fa- all time favourite yeah I love the Adidas um, ones I don't know why they went for blue. It's a, that's a club decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stu didn't want white because he didn't want to wash it all the time. We're getting <laughs> filthy. I'm guessing you have to start looking at other teams' colours as well, and where you're not yeah. going to get a, get a clash. I don't know if there's any one, for example, that wears. You know, if you went for a, a white, there's red and well, red and white stripes. Talking, and then, then we have screwed, a wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so it's red, white, and blue. Is it really? Yeah, but they can wear the away kit. They can yeah, bright orange kit. Yeah. So. Yeah, so why can't we have a bright orange kit? Something oh, I love that. Though. A bright orange kit. We might have to have number forty in Cruyff put on the back. We might have to um work out a Larry kit to uh, or shirt to bring out later in the season, eh? Um Gary Elfrick's returned to the club, uh, as a coach. Obviously, myself and Spencer weren't around as fans at the time. Were Jacko, were you no, not no, no, was so, I, you know, but... so it's I heard good things about yeah. him. Yeah, and from what I've seen, he's brought his experience. He did such a good job at Hastings. Obviously, he left at the uh, with uh, Meany at the end of last season, which was surprising because, um, you know, it took them, cemented their place on the Eastman Prem. At the end of the day, somebody with vast experience, knows the club really well, who could probably very easily go off and get a first-team coach-manager position somewhere else. Yeah. And has made the choice to come and join us here. So. It's not a testament to work, what's been done here, and you know, the people want to come here. Yeah. I was wondering if Meany might turn up, but apparently he's assistant manager at Horsham, I think now. Don't yeah, know. I think he's Horsham manager now, assistant manager. So, you know, it's a good good, uh, good team there, a good, good lot. And, uh, you know, it's good to have him on the coaching staff because I think we're going to need it this season because I think Hinch has realised, you know, what, what the challenge is this season. We did so well in the first season. And as you see on a lot of these um, national league groups, we don't want to get second season syndrome, as they say. And I don't think we will. I hope we don't get it. Um, the problem is... I think a lot of teams know what we're about now, uh, apart from the people who just come up. Um, but you know, it, it's it's mm. still possible to do it. There's a lot of strength coming into this division next year. Lights of Torquay, Yeovil coming down, Western coming up, very well backed. Avely, Avely, yeah, very well backed team again. It's tricky. I look forward to going to Avely. Um, because I like that they've regenerated their stadium and they've got a nice big stand, haven't they? In Puffin Lakeside. Yeah, we go Lakeside. <laughs> we go Stone Island shop up there or something. <laughs> Get the badge in. But um, no, I, I do, I do, I would like to see Avery's ground because they've put a lot of money into it. And I'm sure like people like Barry going up there, I'm sure creative juices will be flowing to see what a club's done of that level. Yeah, um, I've, I've not been to the new ground. I've been there many, many years ago and it was literally just a little village club knocking around in the the Essex Senior League. So, um, yeah, be interesting. And talking about stadiums, we're now known as well, this mouthful, isn't it? The Sussex Transports Community Stadium. So it's gone from the Crucial Environmental, who left as a sponsor, to the Sussex Transport Community Stadium. But it's great to see another local firm getting behind, getting behind the club. Yeah, it's great to see it. Um, it's, even myself, I still call it Woodside. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think most people do. <laughs> but you know, it's um, especially on match days. It's, it's great publicity for the, for the sponsors. Yeah. Especially when they keep announcing it. Yeah, so good, good to see investment keep coming in. More, more the better. Yeah. And we could go through our signings. We've uh, seen quite a lot of players join the club this season. Uh, I can count about seven as we record, which we, hopefully we'll get them to pronounce this and tell us properly. But Juan Luque, 
Is that what we're going to say? Yeah, we'll just call him the Spanish one. Spanish guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you know, I'm, 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 I think I'm excited to see him on the pitch again. Uh, my other half is as well, but I think she's for different reasons. Oh, she didn't she say the other day she thinks she is the best looking player of the club now. No, so I think something to do AP, with AP. You've got to watch out. Something to do with the star tattoos, I think. But oh, you know, you I think. But if you read what what people say about him, he's he's very highly thought of. Um, I think he left Maids was it Maidstone? Yeah. And they really disappointed he's gone there. Yeah. So you know, hopefully he can come back and stay injury free, and yeah. then and prove. Well, he's, he's he's had a really good record. In the National South for Mates, don't think he was voted player of the year, yeah. you know, until he he until been, injuries, yeah. injuries got in the way. So, you know, it's, uh, it's an exciting sign. Well, talking about perfect timing, joining us now, I was going to try and pronounce your name, but just before you came on microphone, you did say, What should we call you this season? Just Luke. So, Luke, everyone that's listening, Luke is what we're going to call him. No trying to pronounce, but for the listeners, how do you pronounce your first name? Uh, Joan. Joan. So, it's Joan Luke. There we go. But welcome to Worthy, or should we say, Bienvenido a Worthy in Eal Podcast Rebel Yell? See? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? No, I just try and make an effort. I try to make an effort and I just get, I just get poo pooed. All right. Yeah. All right, mate. Welcome to Rebel Yell Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke. You joined Worthing um, from Maystone, and we were just talking on online. A lot of Maystone fans were very disappointed that you didn't re-sign with them. So, what drew you to Worthing? You know, firstly. Well, uh, obviously, um, when I spoke to Hinch, I think the main thing is um, I did a FaceTime with Hinch and uh, Nathan when I was in Spain because obviously on my holidays I always go back to see my family, um, and then the way they were speaking to me about my injury. And like the plan through it, like I spoke to many, many teams and they were all like, oh, pro, prove your fitness before we give you a contract or, um, are you going to be fit for like the first game of the season? I was like, I can't rush it. It's mm-hmm. just, it, I, I want to be fit for the first game, for the first game of preseason. I want to be fit, but I don't know. Like it will take as long as it takes. Um, but I'll be f- like, I'll be fine at some point. And then when I spoke to them, they were completely different to anyone else. Like, they obviously spraying their project, mm-hmm. the way they want to play, but they said, like, we don't want to rush it with you. Like, we know what you have. We, we got a couple of players in your position as well. Like, if it takes one month, one month, if it takes three months, three months, mm-hmm. but we want you back at some point and we know you're going to make an impact. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. Like, no rush, understanding of how big this injury is. And that you have to be patient and not rush things. Um, and that was the, the turning point really for me. Like that was like, I spoke to my mom and well, to my family and said, I spoke to them like this. They said this and it's exactly what I want to hear from, from the new manager. It, yeah. I find that approach from other clubs quite strange because, you know, it's a long season. There's plenty of games. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't see why there'd, there'd be the risk of, of rushing you and, you know, it's a long season, you know, as you see, you know, we've got a good squad here and we've got the players. And, and the season isn't won in the first game, is it? The yeah, exactly. It's like... It's, we've got so many games. I think we need more players towards the end of the season when it's the business end. Yeah. So if you fit then, great for us. Yeah, no, definitely. I, like like you said, like winning the first game doesn't doesn't mean you're winning the league or losing it doesn't mean you're going to get relegated like it's just one game like three points yeah obviously when when you want to win things every point counts like from the first one and uh 
any little draw you can you can get three points are important, but it's not going to change anything. So obviously to have that calm in myself, I think like I'm going to come in and if I need to be just doing warm ups for the minute, it'll be fine, which I did for like the, probably the first two weeks, mm-hmm. and then I felt like it was getting good, and then I could do more, and it was. It kind of reminds me, guys, of um, Davide Rodari, who was here last season on loan, and he came a couple of years ago, because I remember when he was on the podcast, he was saying he, he was suffering from an injury, and Hinch and the club understood his injury. So it seems that it's not the first time that they kind of are giving you an opportunity and other players that are like that to you know, manage. And Davide played quite a bit for us, and he was quite an important key player at times. So I think it's refreshing to hear that you've heard, as you say, so many clubs are saying no. But Worthing have said, no, come on, you know, we see your potential. And it must be great for you as a footballer because having an injury that's set you back for so long, you must be worried in theory, am I going to get back to playing like at a level I want to play? Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, it was just frustrating because it was like, someone will come for me. And I was like, oh, another team come, like, oh, proof of fitness, come, come in precision. I'm like, I'm 31 years old. I'm not from England. I'm not wasting my time, like, proving my fitness. Like, if you want me, you want me. If not, yeah, yeah. I just go oh, home, literally. That's, that's like, be... like if I was 22, okay, I, I, but I've showed what I'm about when I'm fit, and obviously I'm 31. I'm not here to waste my time. Like yeah. I'll just go back and enjoy my family, which I've, I haven't been enjoying for like the last nine years because I've been away just chasing my dream. But at some point, obviously, I'll have to come back. But like it was just like frustrating, and it's like you've you already got that stress of I want to be back, and then hearing that from someone that shows you some kind of appreciation but at the same time it's not taking the but you can sort of like take it that way Mm. and it's just it just gave me like fuel to to obviously when I spoke to Hinge and 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 Nathan it was like okay I'm just gonna be back as soon as possible obviously not rushing but obviously as as I well I've been 15 months I think but I've always wanted the quicker I could but it's just how it is. But I was like, this is gave me just fuel to, to prove everyone wrong. Now, now I'm, it's not only Mason I need to prove wrong or like whoever, yeah. whoever made that decision, but the rest that said, oh, prove your thing, prove your thing. Don't yeah. worry, I'll prove you. <laughs> and, and, and hopefully now you are here as well and you're seeing, you know, how the management work, how the players all work together and on and off the pitch, you know, we're, we're a real sort of solid sort of united club. Yeah, no, definitely. It reminds me, you know, meeting your expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit to like, um, it's like a, it's obviously not as, as a big club as like Mason. Mason is probably like fan base is like bigger, but it's more like, um, like a little family all together where fans, I could see that like, obviously we haven't played the, um, an elite game yet, but you can see that it's like a little small, small, well, smaller club than, than others in the league, but, Everyone's together. Everyone has the same sort of like mentality. Everyone wants to push the same way. And that, that, that is just something that you need to make good things happen as in like winning yeah. leagues or like getting promotions. And obviously the way he wants to play just, it was some like add on to, to obviously that, that patience that he showed. Towards manager. Don't forget that when it's two thousand people, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean, I, I, awesome. I don't, I don't know how it is. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm speaking. You'll find out. You'll I'm speaking. Yeah, I'm really enjoy, like. I don't know. Obviously, I come from a, from a club where we well, not the last year because I didn't play, but the year before it was massive. 
like we had a lot of like fan base I mean, mm. everyone was busting because we were up but I imagine it was the same sort well, of they, thing they, last year so I'm really expecting to like first game of the season how is it going to be because yeah. in pre-season you obviously don't meet like the, the real fans as in like the real atmosphere yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know the experience I've had of, 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 of most so we might have say half the crowd but I guarantee you we'll make twice the noise when we've got, <laughs> that's we've got good. your that's good. I like the way dr- we've got the drum going we've got yeah. the banging going yeah, no, I like, I like the, I like the, the noise. Obviously, when, when you play, it's like, when you hear the noise, it's like, well, I get excited. Like, I want to do things. As a player, doesn't yeah, it? like, no, I want to like, do things for them people, yeah. like, just making noise. Cause I know, like, if, I don't know, if I score, they'll go crazy and <laughs> I'll go crazy with them. And, and then it's like <laughs> building, you know? Well, I did, I did like your, your tweet when you said, like, the comeback's back or something. Was it this past weekend? Was it after the Horsham game, I think? Or was it the no, one I think before? It was after your first game. Oh, was that the first game? 467 days. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. It's that's, that's how long it took me. Well, yeah. that's from when I got injured at Upford. I hate looking back, but just, I saw you agree at St. George's. How was that? Was uh, it was good. It was brilliant. Um, I've had it. I went three weeks, so I went for one week, then a month in between, a week before my holidays, and then when Jake went this this um, preseason, I was like, I think I got one week left. Now I, I I just make it and then do my testing, see how it is, and then if they give like green light to play, then they obviously know not better than here, but they have more facilities to like test you proper and see where you're exactly at, and they were like, yeah, you're fine to play, like you probably need a bit more muscle, but it's, with the pain I've got sometimes, it's hard to build muscle. So they were like, just play. Yeah. No, so, so what are your expectations this season? You obviously come as a new sign. You've seen what Worthing can do first season in the National League South, finishing fourth in the, in the playoff zones, um, reaching that semi-final after the Eliminator. Um, obviously, it just wasn't our day on the Oxford game. Like From what you've seen from the outside of the club, what are your expectations this season? Well, um, the expectations is like, what, what we, what, well, what I spoke with, um, Hinch and Nathan, like, they want to try to get promotion, um, if it's first, first, if it's through promotion, through promotion, but we, we want to, to get up and, um, and that's, that's really what I want. Like, I said to them, well, let's try to get another medal on the, like, over my neck. Like, I would like, um, obviously I, I won a league and, and it feels amazing. Um, so. You're guy. making friends with Stu already, uh, yeah. He's, he's annoyed because he's not involved in the podcast. You want to come in? <laughs> no, do you want to have a beer? <laughs> yeah, no, so... Stu won't talk to me if I don't get him on the podcast. Yeah, no, so hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, obviously... Yeah. Well, I know we didn't get, get what last we season. He, he, he wants to improve on last season. Yeah, so, so you know, even that's position in the league, you know. Um, Definitely. So it's good to have you back. Before we wrap up this interview, it's been great talking to you, Luca. And you know, look forward to sort of spending much more time with you and the players throughout the season. Every new player we ask it on the podcast, we always ask, tell us something interesting about yourself. Uh, and yeah. I found one thing that's interesting is that you started at Barcelona, which I think is an amazing achievement <laughs> to get into the academy there and everything. But from yourself, it doesn't have to be football related. There's something interesting, whether it be with your family, your personal life, something like that. That. And keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. If, if you've met somebody famous. Yeah, or something like that. Or uh, something, that, something that's interesting. Oh, wow. I don't know. I would say... Put you on the spot. Yeah, I would say... Well, I would just tell us a little story. Uh, I was in... A, well, I was living in Ibiza for two years. And there's this like sort of like party where it's like a pool party in a 
with a club, based like water party, and it's only for people resident in in in, uh, in Ibiza. So none of these horrible tourists that come yeah. over in the island. Yeah, no English <laughs> messing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. English, so basically, yeah. they were like doing this like water party, free drinks and free food for everyone inside, and um, I was just too drunk and just like sliding across the floor like making like little tunnels sliding through. No, 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 no. <laughs> this was time ago this was time ago and then all of a sudden they stopped the music and they said the one with the yellow floater and i had a yellow floater wrapped up i'm like oh i'm getting kicked out of here and they were like i love you we love you and they made me go up i met one of like spanish singers like made most fam- famous what was that um it's called chenoa but it's just it was just a funny story, like one, one friend, like a couple of friends from Barcelona came that day and they were so like just hiding behind a, a little thing, you know, like that day was like, um, like the day to remember about my, my, my year. Yeah. But I don't know if it counts. I hope it counts. No, that's cool. That's <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of it counts. I met a famous yeah, people yeah. like, you I know, thought I was going to get kicked out. Well, we know if it's raining one day and the match has been called off, we can get your yellow floating across the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luca, just before we go, whereabouts are you from in Spain? Uh, Barcelona. So, yeah. Yeah, is Barcelona your team? This could be the the weird thing. I'm a Madrid fan. Oh, really? So this could be the interesting Ooh. thing. Really. Oh. And Real Madrid, not FNC. Yes, Real Madrid, yeah. not the oh. shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. On that note, Luke, thank you so much yeah. for joining us on the podcast. Good luck for the season ahead. Thank you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, obviously speaking to Luke there, great, great, great guy. Looking forward to seeing what he can bring. And he seems very positive about the club, doesn't he, guys? It's very... Um, very, very good to hear that positivity and what's drawn him to the club. Fantastic. Yeah, great to hear. You know, he's obviously been sold a really positive vision of the club, which is which is fantastic to hear. And he's got belief and believes in what we're doing and, and the journey we're on. And I think he's trying to pay back the belief, Hench and Nathan and him. Mm. I think by that approach, to take the pressure off him by coming to back too soon. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, I, th- I think he will be an absolute addition, massive addition to the squad. Yeah, I mean, as you said, as you said, we said to him, Maidstone raved about him, didn't they? And like they were gutted that he's gone, but yeah. now and he's come through. He's come through the Barcelona system. Which is, you know, <laughs> he's a Madridista. That must have <laughs> yeah, been like yeah, very hard for him yeah. to be. So you go, it's like singing Mesquite and Club and all that, like all the Barcelona anthems and stuff. <laughs> he's sitting there like that. But no, it's really good to have him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the squad because you know, from everything I've read, it's, it seems like we've got an exciting sign. So let's oh, hope his fitness improves. Let's see. Let's hope he doesn't stretch it. And it's great to hear he's have a slow recovery. I'll, I'll get him following Real Oviedo by the end of the season. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention that there. Actually, that'll be in the bar <laughs> after one time. Um, going back to the science guys, Nicky Wheeler from Dorking. Uh, I know, Jacko, you've been with your son quite a lot to Dorking over the years, and you're finding a bunch of amateurs as well, aren't you? I love a bunch yeah. of amateurs, and I, I, I see there's another way to promote the club. I think, and you know, Nicky Wheeler, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I know he's getting it a bit on, but I think he's. Yeah, but still we need that for the youth coming through, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And I think, especially now, Buddy has left. You need a bit more experienced player who can, can be stay calm on, the, you know, when you need it, and you know, he can still swing a ball in from the from the left hand side. I think. Yeah. The, the, the experience. Part of that answer is is really relevant actually because last season when the games when Kane weren't available it was really noticeable how we were lacking that that experience and, and leadership. Mm. That's true. I look forward to seeing him when when I've seen him on a bunch of amateurs. I mean I haven't seen Dorky for a couple of years play, but in the last time someone was during COVID, like it was one of those ones just before it all got called off again the second season of COVID. But um, another one that you hear a lot of positive things around. I guess he probably couldn't commit to National League full time football, hence 
it suited us quite nicely. I think they come to more daytime training as well, haven't they, Dorking? So, yeah. you know, depending on your job, if you can do it or not, you know. But, you know, their loss is our gain. Yeah, exactly. Um, one person that's returned to the club again. Uh, we have quite a few returns this year. It's uh, Rocco Reese. He's signed that empty position left by Harrison Mail, who actually went to Dorking, went the other way. Which makes me wonder, wonder if the Nicky Wheeler thing was anything to do with that, like Hinch and, uh, Hinch, uh, and uh, Mark all chatting about it. But Well, we'd seen Mark at a couple of games yeah, here, hadn't we, before yeah. the end of the season. So yeah. things may, may have already been in motion. Yeah, but Rocco, good to see the lad back. So it'd be interesting to see how he's improved from going to Brentford as a professional footballer, was Brentford B. Was he out on loan anywhere? I can't remember. Was he on loan anywhere mm. during his time at Brentford? I don't think he don't was. Think I he think he was. was just at Brentford. Yeah. But obviously, he's a, he's a good friend of Jasper anyway. So, like, you know, obviously, they've got that club. That's one of the reasons why he came in the first place, I understand. So, it's good to see Perma McKeever back. It'd be interesting to see if we sign a backup, because we've had a couple of trialists still, haven't we, after signing Rocco. So, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, and that still surprises me. Um, me being Dutch, even the lower league teams... Back home, they've always got a second goalie on the bench, and not to have a second goalie, I find it still weird. Because mm. what? But, but you know, generally at this level, teams don't have a waste of a substitute, goalie. isn't it? That's but what they do. Yeah. The famous one is for Dorking, yeah. where uh, Alfie Rutherford went in goal. Yes, 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 yes. I you, know, you, you take your striker off to put him in goal. You know, it's just. I mean, we've got Will Tillman. Obviously, he was the, yeah. Ha- yeah. the yeah. hero yeah. Um, well, at the Amex. As far as I'm aware, Ollie's our backup kicker. <laughs> is he? But again, that takes your goal options away. Yeah. If that's the case, that does. Rocco Reese, um, here as a permanent signing. We've got him on contract, haven't we? I think we've actually signed. He's not on loan from anywhere. I think he was released by Brentford, he wasn't was he? was released, I think. Yeah. Another person that's come, Greg Luer. Luer? 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 Luer. Um, forward, uh, he's come from Eastbourne, who also gone full time after their takeover. So I think that was something to do with it as well, the commitment of jobs and, you know, whether you can commit to it. He's had a bit of a career. He's played professional football with Hull, Port Vale, Scunfort, Stevenage, but he's also had a non-league with uh, Eastbourne, Woking and Maidstone. And it's one of those that the away boys would always say, it'd be great if we signed him and we finally got him. So something you're exciting, like, excited to see with Clay? I, if I'm really honest, I don't know a lot about him. Yeah. That, Alan, that's hands up. Um, I've seen some contradicting Things people saying oh, I don't want to sign him, and then some people say we want to sign him. But look, in the end of the day, if he does a job for the club, he scores yeah. goals, catches winning goals, or whatever he does, and we should be happy. Yeah. And Hinch, Hinch knows a player right and on off the pitch. He's only going to he's only going to go for players who who fit in. I, I keep saying in Hinch we trust, but you know he he's the manager. He makes the decisions. Yeah. No, exactly. And it'd be interesting to see, because it's obviously, as you say, it talks about name, see how he fits into the club. And, you know, it's great to have these players that, you know... Experience again. Experience mm-hmm. leading the youngsters. He scored against Horsham on Saturday's first goal of the season. So it'd be interesting to see where he comes out. Michael Class, midfielder. He signed from... He was at last at Aldershot, I think. Um, he's been around non-league and he's had a bit of professional with QPR and yeah. Southend, which again, is great to more see. experience and, yeah. re- again, relevant at, relevant at this level. And it's showing the sort of talent we're attracting to the club. I... The few bits I've seen of him, I like him. Yeah. He had one game, I thought he was a bit giving the ball away, but you know, it's pre-season. pre-season. But you know, I think he he looked good. He's got yeah. this. Joe yeah, Felix. He's, he's, he's still, stood out, stood out well against hashtag. Yeah. In that performance. Joe Felix, defender. He's uh, last at Dulwich. He got relegated. Um, I mean, we, he knows a good beer then if he's been at oh, Dulwich, doesn't he? This is where I'm already going to go a bit fanboy. I've been so impressed by this lad. I, I, he, he, he is amazing. I, he, <laughs> he, he reminds me a bit of Moldabre, who we had on loan last year. The only thing, the difference is, I thought Darbury was a yellow card walking, yeah. while Felix isn't. 
uh, Felix, I literally can't tell you at any point in the game what position he's playing or where he's playing <laughs> the system. Cause well, didn't he? He's when, literally here, yeah, there, and when everywhere. When we walked in tonight, didn't he whack a top corner goal in when we walked in, literally, just for yeah, the podcast? Did. So, you know, if he can do that on the pitch, that'd be good, wouldn't it? But I, I think he's one of these people who keeps running, 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 running. Till, Pocket rocket. Yeah, to the final whistle and he doesn't stop. That's what and, we and, and he's another player where his previous club, Dulwich, the fans have been absolutely guided to see him go. He was their so. player of the year last year. He yeah. was their player of the year in the season they got relegated. He was player of the year there. They said he was hands above everyone else. So, you know, we'll wait and see. It'll be good to see, but from what he's seen so far, you're all impressed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would be one of the people who would have him on back. And, and, yeah, and, that's it. I'll be seeing Jacko get him on the shirt. And someone I'm looking forward to seeing um, is Jake Robinson. <laughs> Because he's like a new signing. He, he, is, he is like a new signing. Yeah, because we haven't seen. We saw him play. And he scored in that first ever game. Um, yeah, he he's come back and he's not done. You know, he's not been able to do anything for the club until now. So is he is he what we need up front to help Ollie score the goals and get us up the league? I, I think he is. Do yeah. you think he was what we're lacking between second and uh, third and fourth place last season? I, I think he was the difference in the draw and the win last season. The games we drew. I think he might have made a difference. And there's nothing taken away from Ollie or anybody else. But I think he's, he's one backup. of those, Yeah, he, I think he's a striker. He's used the goal he scores. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And again, you can't argue with his record and the experience, what he's done. And, and it's his commitment as well. He could easily have given up if he, if he wanted to. But he's, he, shown, he's shown he wants to carry he on. He was and, being a tease, wasn't he, at the beginning, putting Instagram videos on of, was, was he training at Seaford or something like that? But he was just doing the <laughs> And everyone's like, he's like, oh my God, he's on time for Seaford. Like, no, he he also put something on Twitter and he, um, he said, I've got a new job. Yeah. I questioned him, so what? Are you giving up football? And he came back, no, no, no. So yeah. good. <laughs> no, and it's good because we saw him around lots last season as well. He, so, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think that shows what, what club worthy is. Even the ancient players, I hear all the, ho- all the home games. Yeah. And that shows how together they are. And um, one of the last players that returned at the moment, I'm sure they'll be trialists. Um, what's his name? Ricky Tequila. Oh, no, that's the song, isn't it? <laughs> Tequila! Um, Aguirre <laughs> is back <laughs> from um, <laughs> Swindon. So another player I'm interested to see, because when he left, he was one of the best players in the scene. He went to Swindon. Um, obviously, the year before we got promoted into this league. And I think, to be honest, it's going to be interesting to see how being a professional footballer and the professional setup of Swindon is going to be. He's played with some great internationals and Welsh internationals like Johnny Williams, um, you know, players that have been up and down the football league. So it'd be interesting to see what influence that's had on him. I, yeah, I've, I've seen some bits and I thought, mm, yeah, I can see the improvement. But I think, it, like I said, we're going back, it's pre-season. You know, it's, it's when the, the league starts, then it will become, you know, what, what has he done? And what difference can he make? But it was quite funny in the day it was announced. He came in and I had to look twice and I thought, that's Ricky. Why has he, why has he got his football boots? Yeah. And then my son rang and he said, Ricky's in. He went into the changing room. So he might be playing then. And, yeah. and then half an hour later it was announced that Ricky was back on loan for a year. And I think it's a good thing. He was on loan for a year, not the yeah. two month or three month thing with a yeah. risk if he's doing well that he gets, you know, pulled back yeah. again. I, I, I think he's a player that needs a bit of a guiding hand and a bit of, bit of, Pushing in the right direction, yeah. And I, I think I think Hinch is the definitely the, the one to do, to do that do that for him and um, push him forwards again. Yeah. So um, you know you don't know exactly what's gone on at Swindon, but it seems like his career's stalled a bit. I I, I thought he signed an extension to his contract. Yeah, you were saying that, didn't you? Yeah. I, I've seen it somewhere. I could be wrong, but 
they maybe want him to go back a step, like go with Hinch that brought so much out mm. of him in the past, and you know, try and get him up with football league, and you know, because they could have released him if they wanted rid of him. You know, you know we, we know the track record of Hinch with young players. Yeah. You know, there's a plenty we can, you know, who were here and, and played professional, and I think there's one or two in our squad who won't be here long, unfortunately. Yeah, and this will be the weeding out of the players this season. I think some have obviously gone. We'll talk about departures in a bit, but you know, quite quite happy with the squad. I think if there's any more signings, do you think we need any more? Uh, other than that, we've got seven sort of new signings. Do you think we we need one more? I'd say a backup keeper would be good because uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> every preseason I've been standing saying the same thing. We need another defender. Another defender. Well, every signing we seem to get is some kind of striker slash winger slash attacking midfielder, and you just feel like we need more cover at the back. I, I, th- there's one, I think there was somebody on trial and he won number 24, I think. Yes. I quite like Chevron. It. Oh, Chevron McLean. Yeah, I, I quite like him, what I've seen of him, but I don't know what's happening with him. But then, yeah, the defender. The defender would be nice. Just and uh, to, who was that number four we said that was on the team sheet here, but it was our trial list online, so I tried to look at it before doing a bit of prep for the podcast. I can't remember, it was the number four. He got cautioned and had to be told down oh, to calm down yeah, by, um, by Aaron. I think... It's a Spanish-sounding player again, he's wasn't Spanish, it? Spanish because he was talking Spanish to uh, Luque. Okay, but then again, the, uh, you know, we could come draw to wrong conclusions. This is the Rebel Yell podcast, guys. We we got to talk about the departures. Obviously, we've seen. I think I don't know if it was it a shock or not, but seeing Danny Barkley was a shock to me. I thought he. He's almost come part of the furniture here, hasn't he, at Woodside? And yeah. But I think he was a good player to have, but maybe was he a first-team starter? Yeah, was it because well, he was maybe a bench player? Yeah, well, his opportunities were coming few and far between last season, especially as the season went on. And then with, you know, new signings coming in as well. Um, it sounds like Hinch had a very honest discussion with him to let him know that well, his game Thursday, time... wasn't it? Like, his game yeah. time would be, would, would be less this season. Yeah. And it seems like he's made his own decision to go elsewhere. Turns out to be Horsham um, in order to fight, get more first-team football and play more minutes. And good luck to him, to be fair. The guys give him brilliant service. It's a good team to, to join and... Horsham as well. I think they're going to be well up there in this season. Yeah, I, I, I think he suffered from injuries last season, and which didn't help. And I think he injured himself the year we won the title in the last couple of weeks, didn't he? And hamstring injury. And, and, to me, it looked like he never really recovered during the season from it. But, you know, good luck to him. And I think, you know, the door is always open. You never know. You never know. I was disappointed to see Ibi go, because I thought Ibi, but we've got more strikers we signed that might be a bit of high quality. But I thought Ibi was a great player to come from the bench. He was almost like that Solskjaer-type player. He's Man United, Joe, impact player from the bench. I liked Ibi. I thought he was a great player. But I think he lacked a few goals. And he scores four against... A team with his five, six leagues lower. Stu's <laughs> like Stu's trying out his DIY over there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the same. Maybe Garth, he, he, he was a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. I um, mean, he scored some great goals for us. You know, yeah. he was a good player. And it, I think it, the club meant to him. Like, you looked at his Twitter profile and he put a like, you know, like almost a heartfelt departure. He's only been here for a season or just under a season. But obviously, the club meant a lot to him. Maybe he was not guaranteed the game time he wanted, a sort of Danny Barker type situation. Yeah. I, I can understand it if you, you know, I like to think all the, all the players in the squad want to play and you can only start 11 and you can only have so many people on the bench and some people will be disappointed and I don't know how old he is but does he want to play every week? Yeah. It, it's squads, it's squads this, this season, it's, it's squad size and squad strength so um, I, I think, you know, maybe last season will let us down towards the end especially as we're getting injuries and things. Was, it's the, it was the squad strength and who were the players that were coming in and I think Hinch is just looking for that 
extra strength in depth for, for when he needs to rotate and plays coming in for injury suspensions, etc. You know, he's got full faith in those players that come in are as good as the ones going out. Yeah, 100%. Um, James Beresford's gone, been professional footballer is it in Thailand. In I think Thailand. I mean, fair yeah. play to the guy. And we should say, I mentioned him another professional footballer now. Dejan Golding's gone to be a professional footballer up in Scotland in League One as well. Scottish yeah. League One, which is third tier of Scottish football. Well, you know, fair play to these players. They're getting the opportunities. I mean, you can see, um, you know, James Beresford, I think it was one of those guys that we never fully saw his potential at the club. I like James. And when he had a good game, he was good. But, was but it, it wasn't consistent, but was it? It wasn't consistent enough. You know, but and, no, good luck to him. You know, he plays in Thailand. I follow him on Instagram and he does nice things there. Yeah. So good luck to him, you know. It's funny because it looks like the way they've sort of done all the presentation, it looks like almost they've signed Messi or something, you know, like the, with the club president and everything like that when he's yeah, holding the shirt. But it's great. That's what I it's can't like imagine now. you get that many overseas players in the Thai league. No, that's true. Fair. That's true. Um, Dan Bowery, could he have been the answer to your defending needs? So, so Dan Bowery, so, you know, speaking from a fan perspective because we're talking as a fan podcast he was real marmite amongst the support mm-hmm. I, I must say i was i was one one of his fans but i liked him um it was a real 50 50 split on the marmite i i thought he if he had a certain player against if he played next to Aaron, i thought he was good but if Aaron wasn't there i thought he was lost at times mm. and, I, and for somebody with his experience i th- i thought there were better players but you yeah. know it's good luck to him. I think he's yeah. gone to St Albans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Albans. it's a good move. Good move. Good, 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 good clubs St Albans. So yeah, yeah. That's that's good for him. Is that that's not where he came from before, was it? No, it was. Was it? No, I don't no know. Kings Lynn, I want to say. Kings Lynn, that was it. Yeah, Kingsley. Yeah, that was it. And um, and last but not least, before we talk about departures, Darren Bud, obviously a club legend. You know, sad to see him go. Um, you know, he's obviously part of the training, but he said to me in person, he had what he felt he had one more season in him. I did joke with him, let me guess, has Coxie been in touch? He goes, I'd lie if I said no. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, yeah. think it's, I think it's a bit of shame Buddy left because Buddy's one of the reasons we started following Worthing, me and my son. Wait, Jack was only very young and we were standing on the other side and he was warming up and he started talking to my son. You know, And he was only little and I think that's nice, the interaction, that's how we started following Worthing. So yeah, but good luck to him, you know. He's... Uh, I always like Buddy. Yeah, good yeah, luck I reckon to we'll see him again in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely love the guy to bits. And yeah, I don't think he's worth in days of finish. No, I think we'll see him back in the future. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, so August games, guys. It's uh, Tunbridge at home starting the season off Torquay away, Slough away, Averley at home, Dover away and Weymouth at home for the whole of August. So six games. Um, should we take our predictions now? I'm saying four wins, one draw, one loss. I'm not saying to who. I'm going to go three wins, two draws, one loss. There we go. What are we looking at? Win, loss, win. No, it's talky. It wasn't the loss. I was I was thinking... Win, win loss, win. Tunbridge, what? All right, win, Tunbridge, what? Draw. I think Tunbridge, and I don't want to start off on Nessie, I think we'll lose that game. I don't know why I just think we'll lose, but I think we'll come back against Torquay and smash them out of the park and shut them up. I think we'll be the other way around. Oh, you think we'll yeah, beat think Tunbridge we'll beat and lose yeah. to Torquay? Lose Torquay, win against Slough. I, I reckon that's my 1-1, because it's a bit of a bugger of a place to go. Win, it, win, win against Avely. Win against Dover. Draw against... Are you even gonna, I'm not even going to say the name. Oh, don't be a peep. Um, <laughs> Maybe a loss for Weymouth. But you reckon a loss for Weymouth? You reckon? Yeah. Hello. I think they're going to be up, up for us this year after last year. 
yeah, so I think some important games will be interesting to see our season. We spoke to Adam, that seems very positive. It's going to be an interesting season, guy, a long season. It's all starting again. Um, follow the action live with Pete, if he turns up, because <laughs> he's not here tonight again, uh, at Rebel Yell WFCSA. Yeah. Pete Bell Commentator. Pete Bell Commentator on RebelYell.live. We've got a new website, it's all been redesigned over the summer, so it looks a bit posh now. But <laughs> We've got, we got MySpace. We've got well. MySpace and Bebo. <laughs> no, it's Twitter's now X or whatever it's called yeah, now. X. X. And, and Fred? Fred? What's Fred? Threads? Threads. Oh, that's Instagram Fred. No, yeah. we're not on there. Um, but we will um, be on RebelYell.live on our socials. If you want to join the WFCSA, the membership is £8. A new badge will be here soon and we'll be giving you a chance to purchase that. But if you need anything from us, please contact us. Listen again. And I guess we could say, up the Rebels. Up the Rebels. Up the Rebels. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.